0: Hello guys, welcome back to Board Draw, episode number thirty-two, baby. Bush. And it's been a wild weekend. We've had a couple of derbies. We've had a truckload of games.
1: Couple of derbies, mate. Some absolute screamers. Some fantastic results. You, you know? might not even call what happened to Spurs a derby game because they even turn up. Hmm. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get there. we'll get there. Spurs um, coming
0: for next. Well, yeah, we're currently in the studio, and it's about minus six. It's four K cold. I can see the the cold on my breath, literally. Oh yeah, you can. Fuck. Yeah, it's that cold. So yeah, we uh <laughs> please, it will be statues for the rest of this episode. But yeah, and um stick around towards the end because we've got a huge announcement. It's massive. It it is it's massive. It's massive. It's the biggest announcement we've had ever. So stick around to the end, and I see you, you, you see you right there trying to skip to yeah, the end right skip. now. Don't
1: skip because you want to hear what I say about Spurs. Yeah, he's gonna go on a madness. Yeah, it's just them shit. But
0: yeah, we'll start with. Should we start with the uh, the big one, the big one? Manchester,
1: Manchester, Manchester,
0: to Manchester, Manchester United, two, Man City, one, Man City, one. Um, I'll start off. Yeah. hit that. Uh, so I think I saw on like um. I can't remember what thread it was on Twitter, but Man City, for the, like every season, have been on... There's like a table where it shows you your performance in a game compared to like how many points you've got, you, you should have had. And Man City have always been top of that uh, chart, whether or not they are top of the league or not. This is the first season since Pep Guardiola has joined that they haven't been top of that
1: chart. So what does that mean? that they're So like their performance in game
0: is indicative of how many points they should be on.
1: Okay, so... They're not overperforming or anything.
0: They are underperforming. Yeah, and it's weird to see on the pitch. And we've spoke about this last episode with uh, in terms of Haaland and is he actually making Man City worse? And like it's ridiculous to say because he just you build your team around him. And I think Pep's come out and he said the way we played in the last couple of games hasn't been to his strengths, and mm. so it's not his fault. And I don't think it'll be a problem in the future because you know Man City are just going to... They will provide the service. I just don't think the service has been there. And maybe it's a result of teams learning that you can't stop Haaland, but you can stop the service. Mm. And that's always been the case. It's like how you don't stop Haaland, you stop the the, the supply coming into him. And I think Man United done this quite well.
1: Mm. Man United done it excellently. Yeah, what Ten Hag did that I thought was impressive is that he brought Fred in, who has been... Benched heavy, he hasn't really been featuring at all. But he brought him in this game and told him, just follow De Bruyne around. Don't let him don't let him make space. Don't let him feed the balls to Haaland. And you saw that one time that he let De Bruyne slip, Man City got the goal. But apart from that, Fred followed him around, tracked his runs, and yeah, didn't let De Bruyne create as much as I'm assumed um, as assuming as much as De Bruyne would have wanted to in that game. Very reminiscent of uh, Parchi's Sung and Messi. It's one of those ones. One of those ones,
0: just like absolutely just bite at the heels and yeah. don't let them have any time or space on the ball. And I think that is the w- way you do stop City. And it'd be interesting to see when they play Arsenal in a few, like, is it in a month?
1: Yeah, a couple uh, what is it? Mid-Feb? Yeah, so when they play Arsenal, how much.
0: Arsenal will deal with that. Because I don't know who, maybe they put like Xhaka on that role maybe or someone like that. I reckon
1: right, we just do our thing. I reckon right, we slap them. Well,
0: We'll get on to that. But um but yeah. Obviously a bit of controversy in this game.
1: A bit. It was a heavy controversy. The
0: main one being Rashford's interference in the Fernandez goal. Yeah. Um Yeah, he interferes with play, doesn't he? Big
1: time. Right. We've got Gaffers who's been on the podcast, he's a big United fan. Uh we were at the pub watching the Arsenal game and that was after the United game and we chatting about the United game. And I was like, "What do you think about the Rashford goal? Uh, The Bruno Fernandes goal?" And he was like, "Yeah, Rashford doesn't get involved." And I was like, "Connor, Connor, you you can't hear that because he just is shielding the ball. Shielding the ball. He's made a Kanji kind of reevaluate his defensive line. He's made um, Edison come out of the goal and pretty much be on the edge of the box. All those things are affected by Rashford." doing what he's doing so you can't say oh just because he doesn't touch the ball he's not affecting play because he's affecting play in more ways by being there than if he touched the ball
0: yeah it, it's crazy you i mean the rules of the game are almost so unclear that it's causing this sort of these sort of issues because the i think the rules of the play state interference is like the key term mm. but they don't define what interference actually is yeah. So it comes down to the subjectivity. It comes down to like the referee's decision at the time, and I think you'd like from a mile away, you just think you just got to like ask yourself: if Rashford, if Rashford isn't there, does it play out the same way? Exactly. exactly and if that. the answer is yes, then it's a goal. If it's no, and it doesn't take a football genius to see that if Rashford isn't there, Man City that and it's like that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes you think like the people that are refereeing or in VAR just have no clue about like. A passage of play and their football IQ must be so low because they just can't foresee how Rashford is affecting that game which is crazy yeah no it's, I, I think it's borderline uh scandalous but I fucking love it because that put Arsenal even more points clear
0: yeah and so Man United have been until last night anyway a lot of people touting as dark horses for the uh like surprise contenders for the Premier League, maybe just yeah. Gary Neville
1: had them finishing above Arsenal, even still. They said uh, he said Man City is still going to win the league, Man United second, Arsenal third. Do you know what? I think that is ridiculous to say, but Gary's a scumbag.
0: There is is a bit of me where I think I, I am just waiting for the Arsenal blip, I'm waiting for it to come crashing down, but they're proving me wrong week in, week out. Built but, however, instances. however, I mean, Gary and you could put your words where your mouth is.
1: Gary, come on the pod,
0: and uh, because you are playing this weekend,
1: we are, we are, and that 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 is a very exciting game. Two very hot, informed teams. But like you said, Man United last night played Crystal Palace. Palace put pressure on them. Yeah, and Man United looked yeah. comfortable most of the game, but you could tell that while it was one nil, Palace got more and more confident that. They could get a late equaliser. I mean, and nothing was coming. Yeah, Mateo, De Gea made a yeah. couple of nice saves, and um, yeah, you kind of saw in the game that Crystal Palace were losing ideas, but Elise with an absolutely belting free kick the, at the end of the game. That was. Like, the most perfect free kick you can possibly imagine. And he didn't imagine. even celebrate the fucking hooligan. He, he, he recycled the uh, Mario Balotelli quote, didn't he? Oh, what, something about postmen?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. he got asked why he didn't celebrate. He says, does a postman celebrate when he delivers
1: the post? Elite, elite mentality. Yeah, I, like, I back it. Recycling quotes, though. Yeah, and big, big um, L for Man United is that Casemiro got a book in, so he won't be available for the Arsenal game. Yeah, that is massive, because... Casemiro has
0: been probably unequivocally the best. Yeah, him and DM. Rashford. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, DM. the best DM in the league. Followed up closely by party mm. and maybe. But, Rodri. Yeah,
1: Casemiro and Rashford, uh, the two that I'd say are carry carrying main at the moment.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I thought Valverde course you could see what he was there to do. Yeah, but I don't think
1: he's gonna. I don't think he, I think
0: Rashford through the middle was a better
1: play. I think he'll get a couple of goals, but I don't think he's at the level United need to if they want to compete for the Prem. I know he's only a loan signing, and so it just fills a hole for the time being. But if they want to compete for the Prem, I think they should have done more. Which I think that kind of tells you where their head at head is at in terms of what they want to do this season. I think for them it is just get top four and then. Build on it. I next mean, season, if you look at the where they come it. from, though, that is, that is okay. that
0: is a brilliant finish, especially when you look at Chelsea. You spent now six
1: hundred million Ooh. in the space of six months. We're on not the actually already. talking about Chelsea in this pod, but I'm going to add a little bit at the end because they are a disgrace.
0: They are disgusting. I hate them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you and they're also competing against the likes so of like Liverpool, who yeah. have had like, like several ninety-plus point finishes without even winning the league in the last like several yeah. seasons. Um, and they're competing against them for like top four. And the likes of Newcastle as well. Yeah. So you say City and Arsenal are probably 30s now. But yeah, and in Tottenham as well. So like the, the competition for top four is it's massive. Yeah, and you've yeah, got yeah. basically two places on um, on sale. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, like you say, I don't think Valtverkos is the answer. But what I do think he does is give you a different kind of option. Yeah. If the game isn't going for you, you can bring him on. And if the game is not going for you, but you starting take him off and you bring on someone like Martial or you put Rashford centrally. I, I think I prefer Rashford in the central role though, but he is quite good at coming in off the left-hand side. Yeah, I prefer him on the wide areas. Yeah, I mean, but you have that option now. You're not like relying yeah. on Martial just to sort of like... I Not heard uh,
1: Jayden Sancho is back in training as well.
0: Jayden Sancho, I mean, I would like to see him starting over Anthony.
1: Big time. I, like, I slate Anthony enough. And I think the last episode I slated him and then he immediately scored kind of a bit of a screamer from the edge of the box. Can't remember who it again. I think Charlie. You can tell he is techie. I think that's all he is. He's but just like one of those... like source, yog- no substance. He's just like a yoga Benito player that just should go play, like, futsal or something. But, like, he, you watch him and you can tell, like, technically he is
0: excellent. Like, his his touch and his ability Mm. on the ball is fantastic. But he doesn't ever
1: take on players. I just don't think he's cut out for the Prem. He needs to play in, like, Serie A or something. Or go play futsal. Because I swear down, he'd just... If I was a defender, I'd just clamp him every game. He's so easy to just get close to and muscle off the ball. Because he just doesn't beat you for pace. He's not that quick. And... He just recycles the ball too much. He's got a decent
0: enough. left foot though. He like he does score a couple of good goals, but he also sends a few your wayward. He, so I would like to see them bring someone a bit more consistent, a bit someone a bit more direct. Yeah, someone in the esque of Jane and Sancho. I'd like to see that work out for him, especially as well because he's English. And yeah, well, <laughs> could be, and We know what he's. Good and what at. he
1: was doing at Dortmund was different levels, mate. Yeah. I, I, the drop off's crazy. I, hopefully, he gets back to good form, but not whilst I mean, Arsenal we've seen were doing a lot that,
0: of though. English players. <laughs> that drop off like heavy. Like look at Trent, absolutely dumpstered by Matoma.
1: Yeah, we'll get on to that.
0: That was... He needs to go study a PhD in defending because that was something else. Yeah, Uh, You look at Deli Ali as well. He fell off hard. Yeah. He's never coming back, is he? Jared Bowen's having a bit of... Jared Bowen's having a stinker. Stinker, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: like a lot of English players, man. Maybe we'll highlight them because they're English, but... So, I want to talk about Man City before we move on to the Arsenal Spurs game. They had one shot on target this game. What do you think if you're Pep Guardiola... so they're playing Spurs tonight? I think lineups will come out in a bit actually. Um if you're Pep, what do you do to kind of get this attack firing again?
0: Oh. I Did Harland
1: keep Haaland? I think you keep ben Haaland. Serman? If
0: Haaland's fit, you play him. Mm. I don't know if they know what their best starting lineup is.
1: Yeah. Which is a problem. I don't
0: know whether they think I quite like Bernardo Silva in a central role. I think he's quite good in the middle of the
1: park. Yeah. and you just Which is interesting because I was listening to a Man City fan on... I can't remember what I was watching, but he said that he went to the game and who he was with, all of them kind of didn't like the idea of Bernardo in the middle and they prefer him out wide, which I think is the problem with Bernardo Silva because he's so good at everything. You don't really know where to put him because he could play that central role so well alongside Rodri. And you could push De Bruyne more forward, or you could ditch Mares on the wing and play him out there. You could almost play him as like a false nine. So he's got so many good positions, but is he the best at Man City in any of those positions? Is the problem. I think so.
0: Edison in goal is is a given. I think he's brilliant. Is it Zach Stefan the, the backup? Yeah, it stinks. I don't really rate him. Yeah. Um, I think Carl Walker is got to be the starting right back. I know that like Lewis is coming. Brought my fantasy, team and he and he's he's done well. Like, he, he looks good. He looks like a really good player. But yeah. I think they just need a bit of solidity, and they need to get back to like don't like you don't need to fix what's not broken. Yeah, and like it was working before, and I know you had injuries and stuff, but yeah, get back to the, your your usual lineup, and then I know uh, like they're mixing up like Aki Ake, uh, Stones, Laporte, yeah. and Diaz. I know like they've had injuries and such, and Ake and uh, Kanji have been starting most games, but you know. John Stones is the best English centre-back. Uh Ruben Diaz, when he first came to the Prem, he looked like he yeah, was better than like best, Van Dijk. Best defender in the league. And then yeah. on your left-back, you've got Jao Cancelo, who is, on his day, the best, probably best wing-back in the world. You know? I back it. I back it. And so you've got to go back to that and, and look at potentially maybe playing a bit more uh, asymmetrical and leaning overloading your right-hand side so that Cancelo has more space to work into and he can get closer up into the box mm. or overload your left-hand side and just get him more intricately, uh, sorry, get him more involved in that in sort of intricacies and get him on the outside of the box because we know he likes to pop a goal
1: and he's got a brilliant delivery. Yeah. Middle of the park. I think that's that's one thing that I think they're missing and you, yeah, rightly saying that he's got an outrageous delivery and at the moment I think they're putting a lot of eggs in the De Bruyne will cross it and Haaland will finish it. B- basket. But if they allow other people to do the delivering beyond just De Bruyne, like you said, Cancelo... You don't just rely on delivery. You re- you get Uber Eats, Just bar, Eats. Just the um I don't know. All the other shit. But, yeah, if you get deliveries from other angles, yes, they've got a man marking... They de- get the real man. They angle. get Fred on him. De Bruyne is out of the game. That's fine because Cancelo can do what De Bruyne does. Probably not as... Uh, consistently but he can do it and I think you need to open up more avenues I think they're just relying too much on the De Bruyne to Haaland and I think what would help that is if and I said this a couple of pods back if you play a four-four-two, Alvarez play Alvarez up top and then you could even play Jao Cancelo's like a right or left mid and kind of let him tuck inside I think you need to get Alvarez on the pitch. He opens yeah. up different attacking avenues that defenders will have to be aware of.
0: Yeah, I, I think Alvarez is the answer. Whether you even they stick with the 3 and they play him as a left wing back or a right—sorry, yeah. uh, left wing or right wing. But I'm, I, I don't have statistics to back this up yet. Yeah. But for anyway. me, watching like City, especially in the past, most of their successes come when they're able to get to the byline. And when they get to the byline, there is no team better in the world than pulling it back to the centre spot, uh, yeah. center penalty spot and then like, they're just being a player there at the right time. Yeah. Or even they do like the little uh, floater into the back post or something. There is always a player in the right spaces and it looks like something they've been drilled over, yeah, over yeah. and over again. They're not doing it and they're really struggling to get there. And I don't know whether it's because the, they are, like you say, too focused on Haaland and De Bruyne's link-up. Hmm. So you do bring in someone like Alvarez who... Like you say, he, he, we described him when he first signed and, and he played in the community shield as like a bit of a ghost. Hmm. Like he pops up and he scares the shit out of defenders. Yeah. And so bringing him in and then... But like the question is, how do you bring him in? So do you go to like a four four two or 4-4-1-1 four, four, uh, one, one hmm. and play him literally just off of Haaland and you've got like two pretty central strikers? I think that's the one. Or do you go... Stick with your four three three? And potentially play him out on the right-hand side with Foden on the left. We need to talk
1: about Foden. The Drop-off for my guy has been heavy. Yeah, I just think... I don't know. He's he, good. He's so good. So good. Um But on the left wing, he's not doing it for me. And I said that when we we're talking about England. He's not a winger. He's, he's technically good enough. He's like Bernardo Silva. Both of them are technically good enough to play anywhere on the pitch, but that doesn't mean they should play anywhere on the pitch. He's better utilised as a 10. You've got to utilise them where they're best. And they've got fucking three players in Bernardo, De Bruyne and Foden who all their best position is number 10. And there's a lovely problem to have. But if you're not playing to all of their strength at the same time, you've got a problem because you're kind of to the detriment of... Foden and Bernardo Silva you're playing them in shit positions and they're struggling either don't play them all at the same time use them as impact subs Foden would be a quality impact sub so I don't know they need to reevaluate their attacking intent I know they want to go out and kill games from the beginning but maybe they need to kind of start a bit slower and draw teams in a bit I think so. I d- I'm just waffling, but this is off the dome. I just think they need well, to. The problem
0: is, we're waffling because it's not an easy. Sol- there is yeah, no easy solution not. because we they have the best team out, in the yeah. league. They have the best striker in the world, and they've they've had a couple rough games. And suddenly, we're looking at them being like, "Are they not as good as they used to be?" And the yeah. chances are, they probably had a spell like this last season, where they had a bit of a wobble and they come through it, and the chances are they'll do it again. Like yeah. we're, we're 25 minutes out from the teams being released for uh, the Spurs-City game, and they could go on tonight and win this game, and we are going to look back on this episode and look fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So I think- we won't, we won't w- waffle on about City
1: too much. No, I think it's just got it's to a now. To be had. Yeah, teams are just too used to being dominated by City. So most teams' go-to plan now is sit back, and City are struggling a bit more with that than they used to. So I think City, like I was saying earlier, they just need to tone it down a smidge, let teams, yeah, sucker them in a bit, let teams think they can... Have a go. Have a go, and then you kill them with the De Bruyne passes. Like, right at the beginning of the season, um, City played West Ham, and it was, what, 1-0 to City, and West Ham thought, oh, we're in the game still, pushed out a bit more, and then De Bruyne, right near the end of the game... Just did this disgusting through ball. It was the unstoppable goal. And Haaland just went. And that is what uh, and that is like their prime attacking avenue is suckering teams in. Let that whole team push up a little, little bit. A little bit of gap between defence. And then De Bruyne, and anyone can do this past Cancelo, just fucking lofts a, a ball over the defensive line. And Haaland will run onto it every single day. But teams have stopped pushing up because they're like, fuck me, City are just going to dominate us. Let them get a bit excited and then you kill them. City... Let teams come at you. Just tempt them in. Tempt them in. Sucker them in. Sucker them in, baby. We'll be back in a minute. And it's Arsedul. Arsedul FC.
0: We they are, are the best team in North far London.
1: are the greatest team. I'll stop there. Yeah, top of the league. Flying. Just, Flying. What was it? 2 0. We I said. Forgot. Yeah. Uh, form goes out the window. If anything, form was slap bang up against the window. Arsenal flying form continued oh, to fly. Spurs absolute horseshit, and they still were horseshit. I, like, so we went out in London
0: to watch this game. Oh was from it. the off. Yeah, I was nervous. I think Sky were but, doing like they did a piece about Harry Kane about him being phenomenal in the derby, and I was thinking, yeah.
1: it's what we said on the podcast a week before, like. He could turn up. He was nowhere to be found. He but got like, pocketed by, I want to say, one of the most underrated defenders in the Premier League. Gabriel. I know everyone's talking about Saliba because he's young and we paid a lot from it for him and he's just come back into the team and everyone was like, oh, is he going to leave Arsenal? Blah, blah, blah. And everyone was like, he's the missing piece. But Gabriel this season, I think has hit a whole new level and I think he's one of the best defenders in the Prem. He's a little bit rash, but that he's, is, good in the, he's good in the opposition box as well. That's perfectly coupled with Saliba, who isn't rash at all. So if Gabriel goes to close down, Saliba's always there to cover. And that's where Spurs are lacking because they got that donut in defence, um, Romero, who is rash like Gabriel. No, nah, he's
0: more rash than anyone. He's more
1: rash than Gabriel. But he's an absolute donut because he pushes up all the time because he thinks, oh yeah, I'll set the tone by making a clamping tackle will get himself a yellow in the first minute and then everyone's like oh we can't fucking do anything now and he'll always push forward and leave space behind him and as we've established many a time Spurs' full backs are dog shit so if he pushes forward it's so easy to go round him and so easy to go through Spurs' defence.
0: Yeah Spurs um, just simply put they're shit. They're horse Um, shit. I, I like, like the whole game. Yeah, I was just looking and the way they defend is so flat. They set up in a, like, this sort of like 3-4-3 three, three formation, but it's not a 3-4-3. Four, four. is a flat five at the back. You don't get your wingers involved. Son, Kulisevsky and, Ke- and Kane are isolated. To, they might as well be at the top of Mount Everest, mate, because mm. you're never going to find them. Hoiberg, he's he's not a bad player. He He's is very average. nowhere
1: near good enough to run a double pivot by himself. They
0: lack any sort of creativity
1: yeah. up until the final third. You need to be like a world-class midfielder to compete against like teams that play three in the middle if you're a two. I'm talking like Tony Cruz and Modric. I'm talking like, I don't know, Busquets on his own sometimes. Elite, elite level players can play like a man down in the midfield. Hoiberg. And Skip Hoiberg and Papi Matistar, Hoiberg and um, Benteke, those Assume, as a double no are just nowhere near good enough to play as a double by themselves. But so, like, if they play in a double, right? You,
0: if you play a double pivot in the middle, you don't play through the middle. That that is the be all end of it. Unless you do have a Tony Cruz and Modric, mm. because you're not going to have the time. They're going to press you hard. That is your that is the pressing trigger of the. Uh, Obviously, the enemy team, the opposition, enemy team inbound. But Spurs, they have not, they have no idea what they are doing. They, they are just set. They're set up to be difficult to beat, but they're not. Yeah, and they bad. have no passage or play. There is no identity in this Spurs team. You watch it, and it is the most dull football ever. I could put like. I could get, uh, like, 11, like, 20-year-olds, dead mate. nans. I could get 11 of our mates, yeah, and put them on a pitch, and i be pretty sure... Do we have sure, mates? Well, we could get someone off Twitter. <laughs> but, yeah, we could literally get 11 random people, yeah? <laughs> and I'm <laughs> sure, I'm sure they would have more attacking identity than this person, because you brought in the likes of Perisic, you've got the likes of Sessignon, you've got the likes of Emerson Royale. Right, Perisic is the standout there. Get him involved. He can't...
1: He, he barely made it past the halfway line. Like... He didn't even play, did he? No, he didn't start. I think he came on towards came the end. On. But um, Sessegnon, mate, he had an absolute nightmare. Like, you've got to be about yourself to handle Bukayo Saka, possibly the best winger in the Premier League at this moment got, in time. He getting bodied, mate. Saka had him for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mate. Who did they it have who Did they have out on the right-hand side? As in fullback property. Yeah. Oh, and he is so bad. And he's a gooner as well. That's an I L. just,
0: like... Saw in the middle wasn't great. I didn't really know what
1: he'd done. No, I feel like him and Hoiberg were hung out to dry because, like I said, you've got to be very, very elite to be a man down in midfield and hold your own. But what Arsenal do is, and we played Zinchenko in this game, he tucks into the midfield. So, at most times of the game, we have four in midfield. So, their two was always going to get overran against our three even if we played Tierney, who doesn't tuck in, but we played Zinchenko, who does tuck in, so we were just fisting them in the midfield. It was rough. I mean, but that, we were londoing them.
0: That happens every game. Like mm. Arsenal are the best team in the league at the minute. But it, the say Spurs, it again. Say Spurs, it again. Say it again. Spurs are like they are, mate, they're getting fucking outplayed in the middle by like fucking Everton. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There is such a lack of identity, and there is no reason for it because. You have Harry Kane, who up until Haaland's arrival, and he probably still could be the best striker in the league, most complete striker in the league. Yeah, yeah. I'd I don't you know. It. There's an argument to be had. I'd there. say it's the most complete. Yeah. You got Humm and Son, who scored like 20 plus goals every season. He joint. We're uh,
1: coming for you next, Son.
0: Son, Son, literally
1: got the joint goal of the last yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. No penalties either. No with Salah. We're coming Mad. for you next, Son, because Kulusevski looked there,
0: like a revelation
1: when he signed. He third. actually looked all right in this game. Was all right. But he looks like they're only attacking source when Harry Kane's not around.
0: Richarlison is all he is a shit house. And He's I, a I,
1: massive fanny, is what. He I, is.
0: I I don't mind Richardson as a player, as a football player. I think he's actually a decent player. But he is just there for the shit But it's like, how do you have this, these, these, this quality and you have no attacking impotence as well at all? It's ridiculous. It is. It's embarrassing. Antonio Conte, mate, have a long hard look at yourself because. You should just get out there before it gets too embarrassing for you. You need to go because this is not working. Yeah, you, I, mate, you could take any League One manager, yeah, and fucking get him in this job, and they would probably end up with the midtable. I genuinely
1: bro. reckon nineteen, the other nineteen prem managers do a better job. I think Frank Lampard does a better job with this first team. It's so dire, and yeah, like we is said, stu- is it stubbornness though that yeah, he's not reverting it, the system? stubbornness to not change a formation, which is weird because. So his three at the back formation, I don't know if you remember, stemmed from when he was a Chelsea manager and Chelsea played Arsenal and we battered them 3-0 in the first half and they were playing four at the back. So at half time he reverted to a three, three at the back um, and then continued that for the rest of the season. That's how they won the Prem. And I don't know if that's what's brought him success and then he did the same at Inter Milan. That he's so adamant that this is the only way he can play. But mate, you but look at the difference in quality of change. the defensive units. he exactly had that in
0: the midfield, it is, it is night and day. Like I'm not being funny here, but none of the, the Spurs' back three, none of their wing uh, wing backs, and none of their midfield get into any of the top. They don't get into. The, oh. I, I, I reckon they don't even get into the Newcastle side. They probably don't get into the United side. Definitely don't get into the Arsenal side. Get nowhere near City's. And they probably want to get into like Liverpool side. Yeah. Like, they are so average. And, and you're
1: forcing like 10 of them on the pitch. It stems, like you said, from the shocking, shocking back three. And then, like I said, Reese, mate, as well. a couple of times. And I think this is going to be the highlight for Spurs. Any take home, take home this. Hoiberg and any. Hoyberg seems to always be in that team. And then whoever he's partnered with is never going to work as a two. They are just not technically good enough, They're not athletic, athletic enough. enough. When Conte won the league with the Chelsea team, he had, if I remember correctly, Seth Fabregas in midfield and then N'Golo Kante. So that is one of the most technically gifted players the game's ever seen in Seth Fabregas. And then probably the most athletic runner the game has ever seen in N'Golo Kante. And then in Inter Milan, if I remember correctly, pretty sure they had Barella, who is technically... Top tier, and athletic as fuck, and Brozovic, who is destroyer. a destroyer, so good. That they're all four of those are world class players. Spurs, if, if they are, have if they are, no like, world class midfielders. If you say the Sesk and Kante is like
0: the top S tier, yeah, and Borella and Brozovic are probably a tier a- below them. A- Hoyberg and fucking anyone else, E-F- probably E O F. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah so yeah, bad. Near.
1: So if I was Spurs, I know there's like. Talk about the transfer budget is non-existent. They're worried about um, Kane leaving. They're worried about Conte leaving. Fucking... If you're going to keep Conte and you're going to lose Kane, sell Kane, use that money, buy two world-class centre-mids. Don't matter who. You could go fucking buy Milinkovic-Savic. You could go buy Barella. You could go buy Sandro Tonali from AC Milan. You could go buy... Genuinely... I think Kessi needs to leave Barcelona. He's quality. Get him. There's so many men... All you need to do is buy some good centre mids. Because I don't rate Romero but Spurs fans seem to suck his dick at any opportunity. So he must be an okay defender. I don't think he's that bad. Keep him. Eric Dyer on his day is okay. Ben Davis is old. He's shit. Get rid of him and get another defender in. That's all that's sorted. And then for the love of God let's move on from Hugo Lloris. Mate that game the arsenal he is game mate waste man
0: you in a north london derby let, like any game let alone the north london derby saka puts a
1: ball into the like it, it wasn't even a, like it wasn't even like a really powerful right no that's what a lot of commentators were like oh the power got him i don't uh, i don't want to blame he, him he, mate he, it was like a standard premier league kick it was wasn't hard it wasn't even a shot i think saka just tried to cross it and missed missed i think basic. you give
0: every starting premier league goalkeeper yeah that opportunity and every single one of them clears it away.
1: It was genuinely harder to do what he did. I he could have just re- stood there like De Gea did with his hand on the post. Yeah. Taking it in the head and it would have gone off a, a, like, a, a corner. It was it was like baffling.
0: And it set the time for the game because it was just... Yeah, right. You never... You, like Get to half-time at 0-0. If you're Spurs, yeah. get to half-time at 0-0. Because that way you're still in the game and
1: anything can happen in the second yeah. half. Something like that so early on. You're absolutely just... right. And like right before that as well, um they were passing it around the back and Enketia was pressing him and he almost got tackled by Enketia and then spooned a clearance off the pitch. And like you said, he's just so risky around the kind of playing out from the back dynamic. And then he's just not a good goalkeeper. So he's, shit, mate. he's, he's just breeding uncertainty from the back and when you've got, got the shit line exactly. with the shit of When you've keeper. got just a nightmare of mistakes, any, any switch up would be good because you just need to start reducing the mistakes and I like it back to Arsenal Leno unlike Lloris is a good goalkeeper but dodgy playing out mistakes from the back mistakes in him has mistakes in him so we got rid of him Mustafi Socrates luis they're not great defenders Luis is right, but they have mistakes in them big elite teams these days they it's all just analysis of it's like cost-effectiveness kind of thing. Are they cost-effective? Is he a good enough defender to warrant the mistakes that he provides? All the Spurs ones just aren't. Whereas, like, say Van Dijk had a mistake in him, he would warrant that mistake because he's elite in so many other aspects of his game. If you have an elite ball-playing defender who is who can start attacks with one
0: ball from yeah. th- that sort of... Or, like, he, he can... I don't know, like marauding defender, like when you had uh, John Stones and Maguire exactly. at the World Cup. They they facilitate that
1: sort of risk, yeah, of hundred percent mistake because they bring what so Pep much must more. Must have seen in John Stones because at Everton he was still raw, but Pep must have seen the way John Stones, like you said, used to maraud out of defence, and his like ball playing ability was elite, but he had a lot of mistakes in him. But Pet must have seen, yes, this guy. If we can start reducing the mistakes that he makes, will become an elite defender. Whereas these Spurs players, they haven't even got the like things that will like redemptive quality, redemptive qualities. That's not the word. Redeeming qualities. They haven't got those qualities to make them worthwhile for their mistakes. So just, just fucking bin them off. Just to cancel to out sort the of mistakes.
0: Wrap up this Spurs segment.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm on then. The
0: demolition of Spurs by Rosario Pro. <laughs> Love it. Um, Antonio Conte, as a manager, strikes me as someone who has a lot of balls. Big Big, big balls. Italian balls. Big, big Italian balls, balls, yeah. But where are they? Because I'm not being funny. If I, if We are nine minutes away from the line that's being released for the City game tonight. If Fraser Forster isn't starting in goal ahead of Hugo Lloris, I question that.
1: Oh, I would love that. That'd be so funny.
0: And if they are still... Against Man City, I can sort of justified their yeah. the, the formation because I do think that's actually I just know they're going to get a result you want
1: it's going to be grim
0: to pack your midfield yeah. and stop the supply yeah and I almost feel like it's harder for three defenders to track Harland than it is for two because you just rely on someone else you, do, you, you? will always be when it's two you're going to think oh this is my job yeah and sometimes you end up doubling up yeah three you're like you're less worried you're less yeah, on you're it. like oh he might you're going to switch him. up. yeah exactly You can't. You're not like it's gonna go bad if you if you start with three at the back. Antonio Conte needs to grow some balls, and he needs to fucking either get up and leave and allow someone else to take over, or he needs to drop Hugo Lloris and, like you say, go to Daniel Levy and be like, "I need a fucking world class centre mid." But he's gonna turn around and go, "We actually bought you and Jed Spence as well, (laughs) and like all these players." Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. But yeah, Spurs, a bit stinky and it is what it is. And will it turn around? Probably not. you love to see it. Fuck Spurs. Fuck Antonio all them, man. Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte.
1: Earth! Oh, I just want to say that Spurs fan that kicked down Ramsdale. You're a big pussy, yo. Oh, yeah, mate. Just fucking stupid. Like, so dumb. It, like, like, I, you can't back it any time, yeah? But like, anytime. there's a... Billion cameras Mate Did you, you see, see the I video Where they track they him They track the cam- him And he like sits down He's like trying to hide his shit It's like fam You're literally Mate on- you're not Getting out of there Without getting your face mate. in so Unless he, you're he, like he, Doing that the whole time no, You're not getting out They, they will literally
0: didn't Track you from the stadium Back to your
1: house Yeah mate like, It's fucked but, like, um, It's ridiculous Yeah he's a pussy And yo. so like
0: Congratulations mate You got a foot on Aaron Ramsdale But you're never going to be able To see a team play At a stadium again. Yeah I love you You see the clip of Arteta Where he sees Xhaka running back And then Arteta's like Fuck no I, you know it was always going to give it to the in the North London derby and I mean Spurs can't win
1: a football match maybe they can win a fight Bash. but no I like that I think it's you all like v- it what
0: the guy kicking their rubs though no right? I like
1: um just Arsenal being good uh, Spurs being shit Yeah, but um, I like the feel that Arsenal have got going on is what I was going to go on to say that the unity is nice everyone's playing for each other um, and Ketia I think he's had another quality game I know he didn't get on the score sheet and he missed a couple of chances but the way he kind of ran the line against three centre-backs that are all like kind of bigger and beefier than him he had them all on toast at different points in the game and I think he's proven to be a very very good filling for Gabriel Jesus
0: I mean yeah like every cloud and he's he's certainly been that silver lining so far and I've been very impressed with him because I when he, he went to Leeds, didn't he in the yeah. championship? And I was I, I thought he he did score quite a, a, a few num- a good number of goals, but I thought he's still very raw. Yeah. And now I'm seeing a very polished like young player with a lot of potential. Yeah. Apparently
1: during the World Cup, he did a lot of like work on himself and like his he's, play style. He and was linking so. up with
0: the likes of Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka so so yeah. well.
1: And. um before we call it a day on Arsenal, Odegaard for player of the season. He's the uh, highest scoring midfielder in the Prem. Uh, captaining the team as top of the league. Just turned player of the month. Haaland's got 23 goals in like... Not Haaland's a games. pussy old man. They're second in the league. Um, he hasn't scored in three. I don't know though, Odegaard like, scored more goals since the turn of the World Cup than Haaland. I feel like...
0: Odegaard though is ghosted in more games than the likes of Martinelli or Saka. I think Saka would be my my pick.
1: Nah, Odegaard for me is Arsenal's best player at the moment. Fair enough, but at the moment that's a that's very very good problem to have over the course you could have, of the season. Though you could have three or four players up for Player of the Season. I can't imagine Arsenal have had a player nominated for Player of the Season in like probably like nine or ten Sanchez. years. Yeah, or maybe oh, actually, Bamian. I forgot about. It. Oh, I think even when Abameyang was good, he probably wasn't in play. Yeah, of the but season, when he
0: was like for the golden boot, he won the golden boot, didn't he? Yeah. That
1: season when it was like him, Kane and Mane. No, I think it was Salah, Salah, Salah Mane, and Abamyang. Was Not it all Kane. three of them? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, a long time ago now though.
1: But yeah, just yes, and then maybe
0: Sanchez before that. It's all bloody juicy at Arsenal. Yeah, at the mate. It's all good. A bit got a bit too well, maybe. I'm
1: getting a little bit too big for my boots. Who
0: knows? But yeah, let's uh, cut rules off now. Brighton are very good. Deserby they are. ball is in full effect. Liverpool is shit. Let's move on.
1: Bosh. Um, I say Bosch a lot. Big John. Get on the pod. Um, Greek Bosh. Yamas yeah, Bosch. Yeah, Deserby. Are you, you think when Brighton lost Potter, you're like, oh. They lost the magic. They lost the magic. This guy is going to take all the gems. But no. They're such a well-run club, which I think is... It's nice to see for teams like QPR or like teams in the championship or lower down the Premier League. We will never be well run. <laughs> we are like honestly, I've
0: we are doomed to spend the next uh, like eternity, just, eternity, eternity in the championship. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's like testament that if you run your club properly, no matter how often the big six come and pinch your best assets, beat your manager, beat your star player. Be it Trossard. Be it trossard big move for Arsenal. That actually wasn't us being grabby though that was him being a pussy not wanting to play not wanting to play I is don't that like... who you want to bring in though? now I said this I'm a bit iffy on his attitude but I think he is a good player there's no doubt in that Mikel won not on yeah exactly Mikel slap him into place um, but on Brighton the big six can come and steal your man steal your if... girl yeah the big six are Mr. steal your girl Mr. steal your girl but De <laughs> is here to change that but De Zerbi mate so but good. It's he, so
0: so so good. Yeah. So good. It made Liverpool look
1: amateur. Like amateur. Like a Sunday league. We'll legal. get on to Liverpool because you're dusted Mate, at this level. If Solly March yeah, is scoring two goals against you, something is wrong. You see, they've gone back into changing rooms. Solly March. Solly March. Solly. March. I I thought Solly March. He was like sort of
0: like a. Do you remember uh, Oliver Burke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of that sort of player. Like Just- Oliver Burke has the weirdest like. Career tra- like transitions, ever like look up some of the clubs he's played for. It's just weird, but yeah. Solid March had a great game. He the second England. goal was
1: brilliant. Solid March for England? Absolutely not. Oh,
0: but They're cooking though, mate. They've got the likes of like Adam Lallana and Welbeck yeah. cooking.
1: Like, honestly, Their team is just like a who's th- who, who of Lamptey Premier League start? rejects. No, I don't because he so. hasn't started recently. No, like, he doesn't like, start his anymore. injury. Yeah, yeah. Like Tarek Lampty.
0: Like, two seasons ago, was their best player. Stand-up player, yeah. crying for, out for him for England, crying out for him to go to a big six team. Can't even get in the team now they're playing yeah. so well. Yeah. Deserby was in full effect. Liverpool can get near him. They were embarrassed.
1: Yeah. What I've seen that Deserby does, I saw a video on Twitter of someone analysing kind of like their build-up and transition up the pitch. And in the most simple sense, it's just rondos the whole Triangles, way Angles, mate. It's just, they build squares... So it's Levi Colwell, who is unbelievable. unbelievable and dunk. And then they get um, Saicedo and Pascal Gross to drop in a bit, or McAllister. And they play just like this rondo between defence and attack. And then they'll switch the rondo out to the side, and it's a Stupin and Mitoma, and then the left sided um, Levi Colwell and midfielder. or then they'll push it up the pitch. So it's just like a 4 4 2 of rondos up and down the pitch. And it's so nice to see. I'll see if I can find the video on Twitter and I'll retweet it. So check out our social media. It's just, it's sexy to see that their style of play that looks so, like, attackive and quick and almost just second nature. And it's it kind of all boils down to something as kind of, not mundane, but kind of as basic as just quick rondos. So, yeah, shout out to Zerby for kind of, not even being here that long. Well, how long's he been in there since maybe like November time? Maybe yeah, a little bit I mean, after. Yeah. And he's got straight in. You see managers that are taking fucking absolute light years to impart their philosophy. Potter. Potter. But he's got in there, immediately kind of laid down the law, being like, Trossard, you're not doing enough. Fuck off. lampty you're not doing enough. Fuck off. Um, whoever be. And he's just got straight in there. Absolutely... Sourcing on Matoma. and oh, mate. Yeah, let's, just, let's just absolute, talk about Matoma. Absolute unit of
0: a team. Add Trent on toast. He is probably the best dribbler in the Premier League.
1: He's got a PhD in it. He's got a it. PhD in it, mate. Like, unbelievable. He is. He's so techy So techie. And I,
0: I'm excited to see him. And with Trossard leaving, he's basically got. He's a starter. Yeah, he's a yeah, guaranteed starter now. So. Yeah. He's yeah. so
1: direct. I've said this multiple times, and I think this is. All stem from why I say why I don't like Anthony is because he's not direct enough. Matoma is like the definition of direct. He's just like, yeah, I will skin the life off you.
0: Yeah, he's out there writing theses on Trent Alexander Arnold yeah, right mate, now. It's crazy. But yeah, no, Brighton playing very well. It's very good to see.
1: Um, we'll quickly have a little chat. Oh, you want to talk about Liverpool real quick? Yeah, I do. What is going on? Uh, so I've had this in the back of my mind for genuinely about a year now but I've always been scared to say it because it's probably a very controversial opinion. And I know I'm going to get absolute belters because whenever I say something controversial, is literally Barcelona? the next game, nah, literally the next game, that player will have a worldie. I said it about Lloris, I tweeted it, and then he had a worldie immediately after. I think Thiago Alcantara is the most overrated player in the Premier League. I don't really have an opinion on it. I think he's I a think good He's technically so good, and that's not to um, his detriment or anything. But he's one of those players, like Anthony. Go play futsal, mate. No, but you're like, not. You're not good enough. I think to run a Premier League midfield. Sometimes by he forgets the player
0: that he needs to be. He balls out against he, teams. He, he that doesn't. Are shit. He doesn't need to be a player who takes on other players. He's not. He's not going to be your number ten. He needs to be the metronome, the tiki toki man, the tempo man. A play, I think he's, he's and so at a minute rated. I think Liverpool aren't playing to that and they're asking him to do to look for like long balls and fucking He tries too take,
1: much on the ball, gets tackled too often yeah. and then will make a rash tackle to make up for it. He's not strong enough on the balls it's to a run. Certainly
0: yellow card of the game any.
1: Yeah, for me I think he's overrated.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think he's overrated. I think he's very rated. I don't give a shit. I think he's rated. But yeah, I mean, Liverpool, Gakpo looked all right. Wasn't anything really particularly special about him. Still got the likes of Diaz to come back, um, Jota.
1: Yeah, they are absolutely full to the brim with injuries. Van Dyke's out at the moment. Um, yeah, pretty much all their front line in um, Firmino, Jota, all their man. Nunez uh, Diaz, well, Nunez. Isn't yeah. So they're in... A bit of a sticky sitch. They do need some reinforcements in the midfield.
0: Yeah, like... Um, who we were just talking about? Spurs. Mate, they need sort of a bit more of a creative spark in the middle. They do, because is look... good,
1: but he is not... He's like Thiago. Well, I said Thiago is techie, but weak as fuck. RV Elliott is literally like a little six-year-old running around in there.
0: Discord could goal against Wolves, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's technically very gifted, but, but play him somewhere where he's not going to get bullied by fucking four... Imagine him go shoulder to shoulder with Joel Linton. Joel Linton fucking murder him. Catch a case. I know he's caught a case for a drink driving, (laughs) but we won't talk about that too much. Naughty, naughty Joel, mate. Yeah. It's always the ones you like. Yeah. (laughs) Always the good ones.
0: But yeah. um, From one team with a lot of injury problems to another, Chelsea. But Chelsea are doing something completely different to
1: everyone else, and they are just buying their way out of it with no success. Genuinely they've been in disgrace since Roman arrived Uh, it's nothing new but I think everyone kind of when Roman left was like oh thank god the spending might might chill out they're not going to find anyone that is as money happy as Roman but fuck me if I hit the jackpot in Todd Bowley I don't know if it's a jackpot yet because it seems like it's just spending for the sake of spending. It oh, am be funny,
0: but this man has way too much
1: money. Fun. And no common sense. He's spent what is it, like five hundred mil since he's arrived? And he's only been in the fucking ownership role for like five months. Ooh. That's like a hundred mil a month. It's it is abs- it's absurd, yeah. And like if you're building an aeroplane, yeah,
0: one wing is bad, two wing is ideal. Uh, but like obviously football teams don't work like airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> so you could have three or four wings and that's probably pretty good, you know, <laughs> then you've got like a bit of cover like, in case your first wings break. Bro, you're not going to fly a plane with 26 wings. And so, so, why have they got
1: like a million wingers? Oh, fam, and, mate, hey, none of them, none of them, I don't think are like actually top tier. They've spent, what, let's just ballpark it, 400 million on wingers. Why would you spend 400 million on six wingers and not just buy Mbappe for 200 million? But also, also, yeah, they don't even play with like out and out wingers. They play with like wing backs. Genuinely, go buy the best. You've got the money. Go buy Mbappe for your central role and Leal. Why buy Madueke, Mudrik, Felix on a loan, and Kunku, Abamyang, Sterling? What are you doing? And Just... they still got the likes of Pulisic. who's never really it's done so it. So stupid. Yeah, never really done it. Mason
0: Mount plays out wide sometimes. It's mental. They've got Callum Hudson Odoi out on loan.
1: Um, Ruben Loftus cheek as well. Genuinely laughing stock of the club, mate. Uh, like, they're, they're uh, And the tenth. Let's just. they um they're, they're playing with
0: twenty six wings on it. Is going to come plummeting to the ground, and I think the way they are getting over FFP, uh, and I'm not the most knowledgeable person about FFP because I just just hate it because it fucks over QPR, but like. Chelsea have spent like nearly 600 million in the course of like six months, right? Mm. How? How is that sustainable football? Yeah. Right? They're giving these players obviously massive wages. They paid 11 million pounds for a
1: fucking six month loan, yeah? And he's missed a month of it because he got recorded the fucking dingus. Even without that, that is still ridiculous money, yeah? Yeah, it's fucked. And then like,
0: how The way they're getting around it is by giving these players like seven year contracts. Yeah. And so it instead out. of being. Yeah. How much did they pay for Mudrick? 80 million. Yeah. With like so 20 in add ons. Yeah. So like they're paying like over like, 100 million, but over the course of seven years. Yeah, and that's yeah. how they're getting around it. But like. It, it, yeah, it, it shouldn't work like that. It's, it's ridiculous. And clubs like Brighton, who are run well, yeah. will never be able to compete with
1: that though. 100%. I know. Unless they get like some Arab money. Yeah. Or all they've. Clubs like Brighton Have got to keep doing Is keep fucking Milking the Chelsea train If they want Saiseido, Make Chelsea pay 85 million If um, They want I don't know Mitoma down the line Make them pay 100 million Just keep milking These big clubs Because these big clubs Are stupid enough To keep spending it Mate, and, like, and that's why I, yeah. I, I always like Used to hate Arsenal Because we couldn't compete, compete financially But I liked That we pulled out Of the Madrid deal When it got to Stupid money and that's where I think Chelsea are growing into this laughing stock because they just don't know where to stop. Yeah, they, it's, it's it's ridiculous, and I just
0: continue to pray
1: for their downfall. Yeah, you know the memes fuck. where it's like,
0: you must be sick if you're enjoying Chelsea's downfall, and then there's like people <laughs> tweeting like me, like in hospital bed. Yeah, elite.
1: literally. As much as fuck Spurs, fuck Chelsea from the bottom of both our hearts. Yeah, I don't like you. Yeah. Um, should we go to the predictions? Yes, we've got predictions and then as we said at the beginning of the pod, very exciting times coming up for You get our
0: predictions I'm going to find out if uh, the old Hugo Lloris has been dropped.
1: Come on. Okay. So no. uh, he's captain. Yeah, that's not so... That, that's what I said about Harry Mags at the pod way back when. When your shittest player is your captain, you're in a sticky mate. because you can't drop... It, it gets drop... worse. You Emerson can't... Royale is starting. Oh, mate, it's going to be a...
0: Romero, Dyer, Davis, Perisic, Hojbog, Bensicourt, Kulosevsi, Son and Kane...
1: So literally the lineup you'd expect.
0: Alvarez, start for City. Let's mate. go, let's go. Edison, Lewis, Stones, Aké. Come on. Also Aké playing left back. I think he's Don't better than centre back, but he's not bad. It's not. Yeah, it's no, not the Ake worst. He's a very versatile player. Rodrigo, Gundogan, Grealish, Marez, Alvarez, Harland, De Bruyne are on the bench. Oh fuck! De Bruyne are on the bench. Cancelo on the bench. Foden on the bench.
1: As we said though, when you've got a team that is full to the brim with attacking talent, you can. Ease the game. Especially if they know Spurs are going to defend it out. Having those man to come on late in the game is nice. So, times. prediction time. And we start the weekend with an absolute belter of a game. Two of the biggest stinkers in the league at the moment. Liverpool hosting possibly the worst team in terms of just everything about them sucks in Chelsea. I, I don't want to even really talk about this game. I want to go for a one or draw. one or draw. I'm going to go for a Liverpool win. I'm going to go 2-1. Okay, cool.
0: Let's move on to the next one. cool.
1: Two of the promoted sides this season, both throwing up a little bit of a surprise here and there. Shout out Nottingham Forest, though. They're looking decent at the moment. I know we haven't spoken about them. They beat Leicester Very good result. Apparently
0: put out the feeders for uh, Chris Wood
1: on loan. Yes. Shout out uh, Forest all over all the time. Love them guys. Love you guys. But um, yeah, they're on a bit of a resurgence. And we could say the absolute opposite for Bournemouth, who... Gary Since O'Neill they made Gary O'Neill become off. yeah, official, yeah. it's taken a bit of a downturn. So a bit of one of those. But yeah. Um I I
0: think I might back forest year. I'm gonna go for a one nil forest win. I like that.
1: But how much do you like it? Enough to also say one nil forest. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've got a team next in Leicester who it's Catch not it. happening yeah they, they're they struggling against a team who have come off a fantastic
1: result Brighton are in, slapping them yeah Brighton are going to slap them I'm going to go for 4-1 Brighton 4-1 Brighton I'm going to go 3-0 Brighton actually I'm going to go 3-1 Brighton Oh, yeah fancy Leicester goal in there Southampton versus Villa two ex-Danny Ings clubs you had some absolute belters for Southampton a while ago when we were saying Southampton and Everton were the two shittest teams but since that I think Southampton are on a run of three wins in a row. They beat Man City. Yeah,
0: Nathan Jones is doing something. So he's
1: mate. turned it up a little bit since... He must have heard you dig him out and he's turned it up.
0: Yeah, fair enough. He probably does listen to the podcast because that's, that's where, where he, he gets
1: his tactical mouse from. Well,
0: he's well, it's clearly working. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Unai Emery, yeah, different calibre of managers to Nathan Jones, unfortunately.
1: But they've just lost Danny Ings to West Ham yeah
0: yeah. I don't know I don't really like Villa's squad is a bit weird but I think Emery's a good manager yeah he is um, Southampton I'm, I'm still not sure about I'm still still not sure about I'm going to go for a one all draw
1: one all draw I'm going to go for one nil Aston Villa one nil to the Aston Villains um,
0: from the team Danning's played for to the team he's moving to it's not confirmed yet but it's, it's basically confirmed oh. yeah West Ham versus what stinky stinky West Ham versus stinky stinky yeah. El Sakio. this is El Saki El
1: Sacchio, mate. so who are you backing because I'm backing West Ham I'm it? backing
0: David Moyes boys one I'm going for a 3-1 West Ham
1: 3-1 West Ham can't buy a goal but they're about to they just brought Danny Ings he won't even start but Moyes is on the phone it's saying make signings but they signed Ings Love to see it. I stole that off Twitter. chat my guy. Crystal Palace after a good
0: result against United and a fairly decent performance against high-flying Newcastle. This could be quite an interesting game at Selhurst Park, but I think Newcastle might have a bit too much for them.
1: Alexander Isak back and firing. Yeah, I'm and I think because this has come very quickly after their hard-fought game against... Man United. Yeah. I think Newcastle going to have way too much for them.
0: I'm going 2 0 Newcastle. I'm going to go 4 0 Newcastle. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. Moving on to Sunday. We've got a couple of 2 o'clock kickoffs. We've got Leeds versus Brentford. Leeds looking very, very mediocre. Jesse Martin's Magic's run
1: out. Shout out to my boy Willie Nonto. Oh, oh man. Mate. So good. He sees goal. The acrobatic one, mate. But, but um, I don't think Leeds's judges run out just yet. I think there's a little bit of a spark still in there. But what Brentford have got going for them is that Ivan Tony's back from injury. Scoring. Scoring. Still not... Um, arrested for Arrested yeah. for the betting scandal. So I reckon there's goals in this game. I'm going to go 2-2. Two, two.
0: 2 I'm going to go for a 3-2 Brentford. Oh,
1: so we're both going goals. Get your hackers on.
0: Man City versus Wolves. Wolves who have looked fairly decent under Lopetegui. Yeah, they've... Um,
1: do you see I got into a beef with a Wolves fan on Twitter? No, I didn't. Oh, go scroll through our Twitter. It's mad. I, I, had to, I had to put this Wolves kid in his place. Making enemies out like there, was. Come on. If you want to come beef me, our Twitter is draw. There
0: you I go. Think. But yeah, Man City are going to win this. It's going to be 3-0. 3-0. I
1: reckon Man City, they're struggling. But I think Wolves, they're defensively resolute. I don't think there's going to be that many goals in it. I'm going to go 2-0 Man City. Two no Man City, and then the big the one. Big one the, the big one. The big one to round out Sunday at
0: the Emirates. Arsenal versus Man United. The two Only... biggest clubs in England.
1: I, I said. I that, said what I
0: said. I don't know about that chief, but I said yeah. what I said. Arsenal look unstoppable. Man United look stoppable, but they do have the Rashford factor and anthony might be coming out for some revenge against rosario but yeah so. yeah
1: i bet what's well, the thing he scored against us as well already so he's just that he's that guy that will score against yeah.
0: us no Casemiro though
1: and it's one of those where ten hag came out and said we beat like you said we beat them once without him we'll do it again so i think that'll give them the fight that they can do it but i think us losing to them and that being our only loss of the season is going to spur us on so much us at home as well is different beast us with a four weeks rest over there like three day rest I think we're going to have way too much for them I think we're going to do them 3-1 I'm going to go for a 2-1 I think they're going to get a bit of a taste of our own medicine after beating City and that's 3-1 I think is reserved I could go 4 fuck it I'm going 4-1 to the boys go 5 not that bad. You don't <laughs> back your team now, do you? And then rounding
0: out us on Monday, we've got Fulham versus Spurs. Stinky Spurs versus pretty fantastic Fulham.
1: Fantastic Fulham indeed. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for a one all draw. one all draw. I'm going to go for Fulham to do it. And I- I'll love it as well. If they somehow get Conte sacked, that'd be so funny. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Fulham. Back-to-back London derbies taking L's. All the time. That's Spurs, isn't it? That is the history of the Tottenham.
0: That rounds off our predictions. So, at the beginning of the episode, we did announce that we had an announcement to make. We do! We got a bagging announcement, guys. Board draw are going on a Euro tour. We're going global, baby! We'll let you know the details in a bit. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away. We're hitting up so- some fantastic football spots,
1: some football locations, and it's going to be mental and the content will be coming. We're going to make some very exciting, exciting European content.
0: And we have a very special guest.
1: Oh, good, it's good, it's good, it's and good. we'll announce the guests in due time. We due are course. also going to do a special giveaway in collaboration with our trip. So keep an eye out for that on all our socials, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, TikTok, all that shit, I don't know. Follow our Linktree. The Linktree has it all in there. But um, yeah, there's good stuff coming around the corner. Keep your eyes peeled.
0: March, baby. We're going European. Thank you guys for watching. It's been Board Raw. Euro Tour coming. And Ball, he's like...
1: draw, Euro Tour. Ball, draw, Euro Tour. Come on. Let's go!